by far one of the coolest things I have ever done in 25 years of helping couples is launch this VIP Inner Circle membership. Check it out, smalleyinstitute.com slash VIP. Get 24-7 digital coaching from me, yours truly, Michael Smalley. Find a community, find other people where you get to interact with me every single week. You get to ask your questions. We get to have conversations about the things that matter most to you. Again, check it out, smalleyinstitute.com slash VIP. I'm re-airing an important series, The Hero's Guide to Winning Back Your Wife. If you're a dude trying to win back your girl, pay attention. There are some obvious traps causing you to fail in your mission. Go to smalleyinstitute.com and join the free online community and course, Win Back the Heart of Your Wife. Now, here's me and Seth, my old comrade in arms and the hero's guide to winning back your wife. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey, listeners, I wanted you to know about a special free webinar I'll be doing November 15th on the hero's guide to winning back your wife. You don't want to miss this two-hour live webcast where you can interact with me personally and discover the most important strategies in building the relationship of your dreams. There's a link to register for this special webcast on each of the episodes of the series, The Hero's Guide to Winning Back Your Wife. So don't wait. Register today and reserve your seat for this exclusive live webinar. This is the second show of the Hero's Guide to Winning Back Your Wife, and it is a big show because today you are going to learn exactly how you lost your wife in the first place. And, okay, I'm just going to take a wild guess. You probably never knew it was because of this one thing, and you're going to have to listen to the show to discover what that one thing is Coming up next on Smalley Marriage Radio, I am the host, Michael Smalley, along with my cohort and co-host. Seth Johnson. You're a cohort. Is that an upgrade or? I'm pretty sure it's a downgrade. <laughs> or is it? So you can be upgraded. You can be downgraded. Can you just be graded? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Maybe not. But okay, so this is the second show, Numero Dos, which is based off of a book that I'm writing with my brother in law, Pastor Roger Gibson, and it is for dudes. And it's called The Hero's Guide to Winning Back Your Wife. Can I be on the cover of that book, just like doing a whole Superman thing where like I'm, I'm pulling like <laughs> the button up shirt open and underneath is like the big S or something? If we don't want to have any sales, yes. <laughs> Yes, you can. But I love the title because I think inside every man, he wants a hero. He wants to be a hero. No, he wants a hero. I don't agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he wants to be 
a hero. So maybe there is a hero inside of every man. I can be your hero, baby. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. So that's why we're doing this show. It's why I'm writing the book, because I know. I get it, guys. There's some of you out there that maybe your marriage is headed towards divorce and you're freaking out. Maybe you've made, maybe you've had some serious insight into your life and maybe some of the things you were doing that weren't very helpful or good. Uh, maybe you're just stuck and you're not overly happy with what your relationship has become. And then there's some of you that are doing really good and you're smart enough to know, I got to keep learning and growing to keep our relationship healthy. Mm-hmm. This is for all of you. I'm trying to be as inclusive as possible. <laughs> right. And you could, I guess, just say this is for everyone. This is for all the guys. <laughs> so I know this is this is number two in a series, um, but would it be the correct statement to say on this series is that you should listen to them in order? Yeah. So that if you like, say, say you're jumping in and it's like, we're on number four or number five, because all these build off one another. They do. They do, and and we, you know, I actually put some thought into the order of which we are writing this book. <laughs> Congratulations, that's and, good. And, and it's <laughs> shocking with the ending because that was the good stuff. I don't even know if any of this is going to be helpful. I put all that other like character building stuff at the end, so you can skip it if you want. Go straight to the explosions. <laughs> all right, that's fair. So yes, I would. That's a very good thing to bring up because if you're now listening and it's show number two on this hero's guide to winning back your wife you're going to want to maybe stop right now pause Mm -hmm. and go listen to number one and we'll be here when you return we will it'll still be on all your devices and favorite ways to listen to this podcast all right so so numero dos this show well this show is going to focus on how you lost your wife in the first place and the essence and if you've listened to many of our other podcast episodes hopefully you might already even know the answer to this one because, but it's a, it's an important mystery to solve because if you don't understand why the two of you are in trouble to begin with, then how on earth are you ever going to do anything to, to repair it and restore it? Right. The knowledge is power, baby. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be a hero, you got no stuff. Exactly. You got no stuff and do stuff. I mean, if you look at all your heroes, they know stuff. They know lots of stuff. Like just, let's just go with Tony Stark. Oh, Iron Man. He knows all kinds of things. He's super smart. Graduated MIT. Sometimes when I watch these movies, I forget they're not real people. <laughs> I'm like, I want to meet Stark because he has a lot of really cool invention. Oh, wait. Right. That's, that's not real. They're all fake. But maybe they'll be real. That's where I get excited about hero-y things and movies. It's like, someday that could happen. Mm-hmm. This could, especially his technology. Right. Well, look at... Uh Okay, so like Star Trek. Yeah. Okay, they had these devices. Man, this is going to show a little bit of my my nerdism. They were called tricorders, Ooh. and they could do all sorts. Like in almost any situation, like oh, let me just reprogram my tricorder, and I'll <laughs> just measure the pheromones and the, whatever. So it could do all these crazy different things. We pretty much have that in an iPhone now. Like yeah, we you do. Can download an app to do so many things. I it's kind of crazy. I looked at the stars the other night through yeah. Skyview. And was blown away. It's like augmented reality. Yeah, I have an app on my phone that I open it up, and I think it's called WordLens, and I can look at text, like on, say, a poster or a piece of paper or whatever that's in Spanish, 
and it'll translate it into English. I've done that. Or German, or like, it's crazy. It's just one more way an American can continue being a narcissist internationally. <laughs> right. I don't need to learn your <laughs> dumb language. I got an app for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, the series is about being a hero, right? It's about either saving a relationship or pulling it out of the gutter or just maintaining a great one. And on this one, so, you know, the last show, the first show of this series, Mm -hmm. we talked about who's your daddy. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously about having Christ at the center of your heart. Obviously. Clearly. (laughs) Just off the title (laughs) alone. You should have figured that out. Today, we're going to talk about how you got in trouble in the first place and, and where you get in trouble. So where people get derailed when their relationship is not doing well or broken mm-hmm. is they're focused on all the wrong things. So they're focused on she doesn't do that. He doesn't do this. Or they do that too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and they're, they, basically what happens is people get stuck on the facts of the relationship. Yeah. Like you don't follow through. You're immature. You're whatever. And that is not the problem. And we've talked about this before, but, you know, people, places, and things are just that. They're just facts. It's irrelevant. It could be anything. What really matters is what's underneath all of those deals. And so the heart of a broken relationship is really unresolved anger and conflict. So emphasize unresolved unresolved yes that's the important word because you can have a i mean really any relationship is going to have anger and conflict at some point yeah actually conflict is a doorway to intimacy Mm -hmm. so conflict thank you for making this point thank you for finishing that sentence (laughs) is no conflict is a good thing conflict says i care about you deeply Mm -hmm. and what i'm thinking is important and clearly what you're thinking is important and they're not matching up right now So let's get on the same page. So it can lead, resolved conflict leads to intimacy. Unresolved conflict leads Mm -hmm. to separation. There we go. And so, you know, we have this concept and, you know, all the things that we're teaching in this hero's guide to winning back your wife is based off of our Smalley Marriage Intensive Program. Mm -hmm. So again, yeah, a lot of time and effort has gone into learning what are the things that couples need to know in order to maintain or rebuild a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. And what we've discovered is that, yeah, if you have unresolved anger and conflict and unresolved conflict, then what you are doing is a thing that we like to call the conflict dance, right? It's this miserable dance, this miserable cycle. It's circular in in, in nature. So we'll actually have an image of the conflict dance on this very podcast episode. So not, it's not like the salsa, no, not like that kind of. No, dance. that would be a fun dance. This is not a fun dance. This is with just tango. This never ending. Yeah, or the tango. I you want to keep coming up with other tango. dance moves? Do you have any more? The waltz. <laughs> oh yeah, the foxtrot. Ah, the two step. The jitterbug. The Casanova. Is that what? I don't think so. <laughs> you win. <laughs> Dang it! I couldn't think of another dance move. Nope, still don't have one. <laughs> I tried. I tried. So what happens in conflict is that you're pushing buttons, right? Each of mm-hmm. us, and it's kind of off that phrase that maybe you've even uttered yourself at some point. You're like, oh, my gosh, they totally push my buttons. And the problem with most people and guys, if you're trying to win back 
if you're trying to be a hero and win back your wife, then you need to understand the buttons that you're pushing in your wife and also the buttons that are being pushed. Because it is when we push our buttons or each other's buttons, that's what gets us going in this conflict dance Mm -hmm. where we start cycling out of control like this just nasty tornado. It just spirals out of control. And what you've learned before, and we've done shows on this before, but we're gonna, you know, we're gonna explain it again because maybe you haven't listened to this before, or maybe you haven't read it in one of our books. But the conflict dance is this thing where let's take a common scenario. What would be a good common fight that couples might get into? Money, something with money. Ah, how we spend so, your money. All right, guys. I had a husband once. And they came in, yeah. Well, I didn't, okay. Yeah, that sounded bad. I have never had a husband. I'm very confused where this conversation is going. I have never had a husband. I've only had one wife, and that's it. (laughs) But I have had a gentleman who was a husband to someone else, a woman, who came in for an intensive. Why did this have to be so difficult? (laughs) Because I'll just give you a look. (laughs) I know. Well, no, I mean, I'm not even blaming you. I'm going, how am I not able to speak clearly? The concept in which I'm trying to provide our right. listeners. So this, you know, this couple's in for an intensive mm-hmm. and the husband's all worked up because right. the wife melted down over a fishing boat that he had purchased. Now he purchased said fishing boat without ever discussing with his wife, whether yeah. he should purchase <laughs> said fishing boat. So I kind of wanted to start, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. But I want to go, really? <laughs> right. What are you You're confused about? <laughs> I mean, because it, it's not like they were millionaires, right? Yeah. I mean, every couple, whatever your finances are, you need to have some sort of budget limit of an amount that you mm-hmm. can spend without getting permission. Right. Yeah. I think ours is like a hundred. We yeah, can spend a hundred bucks and I don't need to call my wife and be like, hey, I want to buy this $30 thing. You know, we have a limit, right? And I've yeah. done intensives with people that have a much higher limit than that. What's the highest limit you've heard? Honestly? No, a million dollars. <laughs> Seriously? A million dollars. A wow. guy was writing me a check, donating to our ministry for intensives for pastors. Mm-hmm. He wanted to fund a bunch of them. And That's so awesome. he was going to write $350,000. And I, I mean, I went there just to pitch the idea, and I assumed with this amount of money that there would be many meetings with wife and right. board and I don't know, whatever rich people have. Mm-hmm. And he just went, oh, I love it. I want to fund the whole thing. I was like, ooh, because I didn't have like a whole number. Right. I figured he'd pick one of them. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, and I calculated. I'm like, wow, that'd be 350000 like apologetically. Anyway. Right. Done. And he looked at his assistant. He's like, hey, give him my checkbook. And I went, and of course, because I'm the greatest fundraiser in the history of mankind. <laughs> I went, whoa, don't you need to like talk to your wife about this? <laughs> right. And he goes, what? I went, I, uh, I I don't think I was prepared to get a check today, but I just assumed you'd need to, you're not even going to talk this over with your wife. Like, I'm trying to counsel him. <laughs> right. And he goes, mm, anything under a million, we're good. <laughs> I was like, can I be your son? <laughs> right. Let's talk about another check. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I just need a quarter of a million to pay for college for my yeah. kids, two of them at least. So can you what you know? Why don't we write one of those two? Still, you're under the limit, right? Exactly. I mean, you're still is it doing really fine. that big of a deal. Free and clear. Yeah. So so, anyways, this couple's in. You know, they're like at the brink of divorce. This was kind of the straw that broke the cam- or the boat that broke the camel's back. Oh, there you yeah. go. You like that? Mm-hmm. And 
And and here's so this is my point is they were stuck on arguing about buying the boat. Don't right. tell me what I how I can spend my money is what he's saying, which is by the way a really good way to <laughs> make a marriage great. <laughs> and she's going, I you know, I can't believe you'd buy a boat. And they boat, 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 boat. That's all they were talking about. Yeah. And what this show is about is understanding it's not about the dang boat, right? What's underneath that? What are the buttons being pushed? And you could guess for the wife, she felt unsafe financially, like yeah. just unsafe, like good Lord, he'll just spend to do whatever and we won't have anything mm-hmm. or we're going to get things repoed or we're not going to be able to afford to pay for school or to pay for groceries or whatever. Right. And he, even though it really was an uncool thing to do, he still felt underneath all that control. Like he had no mm-hmm. power over his life, maybe probably powerless. Yeah. He felt controlled. And those are the buttons, right? And we have yeah. a list of all these wonderful buttons. It's on our Reignite Your Marriage app. All Seth hopefully will make a note in the notes to add the link so they can download the list of buttons that get pushed because you have to learn to start talking about the buttons and not the boat. Right. Right. So the boat is just the facts. Again, it could be anything. Could have been a car. Could have been a condo. Could have been a timeshare. Could have been a necklace. Could have been a watch. It it doesn't matter. It's just something that happened pushed some serious buttons in your spouse. So do you think most, and we'll say men, since that's we're kind of focusing on, most men are self-aware of their major buttons? No, I, I think actually most men and women are unaware. Really? Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's really broken relationships today primarily are about a lack of education. Yeah. People just don't know why they feel so miserable. And that's what this show, that's why this show is so important, is what we're giving you right now is the big why. Mm-hmm. Your, your marriage is not broken because you had an affair. It's not broken because you bought a boat. It's not broken because you spend too much when you shop. It's not broken because of your parenting differences or your personality style differences. It's broken because when all those things occur, they're pushing much deeper, more meaningful buttons in your spirit, in your heart, in the core of who you are, the things that really matter. Mm -hmm. Those buttons are getting pushed, so you're feeling like a failure. You're feeling disconnected. You're feeling rejected. You're feeling controlled. See, those are these big buttons that get pushed. So like with an affair, that's usually the first big hurdle in one of our intensives with a couple who's dealing with the effects of Mm -hmm. an affair are to get them off of the affair. Like, no, you know, so if it's the husband who cheated on the wife, it's going, you know, ma'am, you're not, yes, the affair is a bad thing, but what are you really upset about? Well, she's really upset because she's feeling worthless. Right. She's feeling defective many times. Mm -hmm. Like, what's wrong with me? Why did my spouse go and have to have an affair with someone else? Am I not pretty enough? Am I not, you know, good looking enough? I'm, it, and so, it's what it, what is underneath these things, which we call buttons. What are what buttons are getting pushed? Because once you start communicating about, I guess why I got upset is not about the purchase of a new boat. It's because I feel a lack of control, or I feel betrayed, or I feel controlled, or I feel you know, unsafe. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm really upset about. And when we start talking about those buttons, now we're giving ourselves an opportunity to actually resolve the conflict. 
Okay. Because if you try to resolve conflict by focusing solely on the facts, you're never going to see eye to eye. Like you take that couple again, he's going to maintain. You can't tell me because he's the primary breadwinner. Mm-hmm. He's like you. His belief was that you can't tell me how I can spend my money. You're not in control of me. And she's going, you can't spend that amount of money without talking to me first. Well, you're going to argue that until the cows come home. Right. I mean, you're just never going to get on the same page. But all of a sudden, because the majority of us don't marry someone who's evil, right? Because evil people are different. It's a different category. This book isn't for those married (laughs) to someone evil. This is not the hero's guide to winning back your evil wife. Yeah, it's different steps. That's probably not a good idea. (laughs) So once we start talking about, once you hear your wife go, look, I feel unsafe. I feel betrayed, potentially. Then now the normal dude is going to go, well, crud. I didn't, that wasn't my goal. Like I wanted a new boat. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want to make my wife feel these things. Right. And the wife can start finally going, oh. It's not about the boats. I, yeah, I guess I really do come across controlling a lot of our areas. Hmm. Doesn't make the action right. Right. But it does finally give us a language system to be able to talk in a manner that we can start resolving the conflict. Because if you stay on the facts, I'm, all I ever have to do at a live event when I teach this concept mm-hmm. is just go, hey, how many of you have, have fought in the last two weeks over facts? You know, almost all the hands go up. And then my next question is, and how did that conversation go? And they all go bad. Right. I mean, if you're listening, you know every time yeah. that the two of you or one of you sticks to the facts, it spirals out of control. And it's because it's not about the facts. It's about these buttons. And so the conflict dance is what destroys the relationship. So you lost your wife because the two of you we're getting entrenched in the circular conflict dance where buttons were being pushed. You're reacting poorly to those buttons being pushed. And when you react badly to a button being pushed, you now will push a button in your wife. Mm-hmm. And then she's now upset. Now she's going to react. And if she reacts negatively, boom, there's the complete right. cycle. And again, you can look at that on the website with this very episode hero's guide to winning back your wife how you lost her in the first place so you can see it there's a really nice visual it's not complicated this isn't rocket science have i explained it complicated no okay so it makes sense to you you've heard this before i have i still remember actually the first time i sat in a presentation that you were doing with it um and i'd heard it before because we talked about it but i hadn't yet seen you present it and uh the literal uh, that yeah. you hear across the crowd because it's it's not especially with the visual that you give everyone's like oh yeah that makes complete sense sense and they can apply that to virtually every conflict that they've had yeah and by the way in any relationship right this is this is the reason relationships fail and we have an entire free course on the website go to smallinstitute.com you'll notice at the very top of the home page discover the number one reason relationships fail it's this concept Mm -hmm. so you can take the course if you're not fully grasping the concept in this podcast episode go online and take the course 
and it, it it walks you through. We're getting a ton of really good feedback, and it's free. It's not going to cost you a dime. Right. So sign up and take that course. The number one reason relationships fail, you'll see it at smalleyinstitute.com. So we know the reason you lost her in the first place, gentlemen, are heroes in training is because you your relationship has been stuck in this miserable dance that we call the conflict dance where you just keep going around and around and around probably because you're focused on the facts and you're not talking about the buttons being pushed. So how do you break the dance? Mm-hmm. First, you got to take responsibility on how you react. So, And I think this is... And this is so hard for me and probably everyone is realizing, especially in the moment of like, okay, how are you reacted? That that's, it's inappropriate. It's, it's on me. I can't blame Shauna for how I reacted to a situation and just being able to step outside of kind of myself for the moment or that, or that situation rather for the moment and be able to like claim that that's that's super hard, but you have to do it. Well, you have to, and quite frankly, isn't that what the hero does? The hero takes responsibility for his actions. Yeah, I mean that's they. You have to. I, I just recently rewatched uh, Iron Man three. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so. I feel like you might have a man crush on Tony Stark. Well, yes, actually, pretty much all of the Marvel superheroes. You know, I mean, because they're coming out with such great movies, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, I love that genre of thing, action and romance and heroes and villains, and I guess I'm probably not alone in that. Yeah, since they're doing so well, I think. (laughs) But, you know, in Iron Man 3, that's kind of one of the crux of that whole movie, is that he's started to have these panic attacks, anxiety attacks, and there's this, like, pivotal scene, because he's flown somewhere he's in the middle of nowhere indiana or something like that and there's this little boy that's kind of helping him and he's starting to have a panic attack on the phone and he pulls over and he's the kid's still talking to him you know over Mm -hmm. the bluetooth of the car and he's like well aren't you a mechanic and he's like yes he goes well why don't you make something and and it's like it clicks he's like oh yeah i could probably take control of this Mm -hmm. and i can do something about it yeah and that's when you know it's the big turnaround moment so you, it, if you're going to break this miserable dance, it starts with taking responsibility. By the way, on how you react, you cannot prevent peop, your wife pushing her buttons. Right. Like she's yeah. imperfect. So that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's not about eliminating your buttons. It's about taking responsibility on how you react when those buttons get pushed. Which is what's going to be so great about this book is really from this chapter on right from this podcast episode on that's really what we're doing is we're teaching you how to react in an honoring way like a hero would to your buttons being pushed Mm -hmm. so you have to take responsibility for that i have like four four of these things these ways you can't react so if when when your button gets pushed you do not escalate and what does escalation mean you take it to the next level. Yeah, you spiral right. You know, it's, ah, you blow up, mm-hmm. explode. You get ugly. You say and do things that you regret right. in the moment because you're you're hurt. Major button just got pushed, and now you've just blown it even worse because mm-hmm. you've escalated. So that's number one. Number two, 
You can't, you know, don't avoid. You can't be the ostrich and stick your head in the sand. No. Do, do they actually even do that? I don't even know. I seems like they do. Seems like I've seen some animal program somewhere where they stuck the head in the sand. It seems like a really dumb defensive maneuver. It does at you're st- first. Still going to get attacked, <laughs> but your head's not. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't avoid. I'm a big time avoider. I've talked about that many times on our show. That you know when when my buttons get pushed, my sort of go to reaction that's unhealthy that keeps that conflict dance spiraling out of control is I tend to avoid. I tend to not want to deal with it, hope it goes away, pretend it never happened. And obviously that's a very bad strategy and reaction because things go unresolved. Mm -hmm. And as we talked about at the beginning, it's the unresolved anger and conflict. Mm -hmm. That's how you lost your wife to begin with. Mm -hmm. So avoiding is not good. Number three. Dishonor. So you cannot react by dishonoring your wife. That would be name-calling, belittling, mm-hmm. I hate you, why did I ever marry you, I'm so sick, you're just like your mother. You know, these really nasty, hurtful words Right, is when we dishonor. That, if you react in a dishonoring way, that leads to divorce. You lose your wife when you react that way. And that's like proactively seeking out those buttons in your spouse. It is. Because, like, Absolutely. You are definitely trying to say things that are purposefully hurting and undermining. Yeah, and you have to take control over that, gentlemen. If you're going to be a hero, there are just things you cannot say. Mm-hmm. You cannot go down that road because it ain't good. Now, it leads I, to destruction. I think you've, you and Amy have said that you have this or not, but like uh, things are that you said that you'll never say in arguments right. and like things are off limits. Yeah, things like I hate you, mm-hmm. um, blank off, yeah, you know, with a bad word, um, divorce. We've yeah. in twenty three years we've never threatened. I've thought it. Yeah. I won't deny that. I've been mad and been like, ah, sure, but I haven't gone that next step and actually uttered those words. Mm-hmm. It's so devastating to a relationship. Yeah, it it doesn't it does nothing good. And like we learned in the first show in this series. That wouldn't be obedient to Christ's commands. I'd be breaking commands of Christ by dishonoring. The fourth one is a thing, and we've gone over these before, but the fourth one is this thing that we call negative beliefs. Mm-hmm. So if you react to a button being pushed by negative believing your spouse to death, the reason that's, that's destructive is your spouse is going to lose hope. So a negative belief might be, um, well, even going back to the boat example, he could negative belief his wife to death by thinking she's too controlling. Yeah. Now what's hard about negative beliefs is oftentimes we develop these negative beliefs. Like my wife is controlling. Well, would it be a stretch to think that maybe over the course of their marriage, she actually, in fact, has been controlling. Mm-hmm. No, it's not a stretch. That wouldn't be anything new. Right. And they could be based in truth. Yeah. However, what happens with a negative belief is it now taints everything that I see. Mm-hmm. So if I believe that my wife is controlling, no matter what she does, she might even, she. I mean, honestly, when they really get out of control, your wife could obviously be sensing the relationship isn't going well. And so she might plan a surprise date night. And instead of receiving that positive, like, oh, wow, that's so cool. It's, oh, yep, see, just another thing. Just another thing, only doing what she wants to do. And she's, and she's trying to control me. I can't, even, I can't even be a part of a date night planning. Yeah. That's those negative beliefs. And they, they kill the hope. 
in a relationship because there are times where you might be accurate. Maybe they were trying to be mm-hmm. controlling, but more damaging is when, frankly, they're not being controlling. Yeah. And yet, you still view them as controlling. You're mentally not even giving them the chance to succeed. And I would even go farther to say they don't have a chance to succeed. Yeah. No matter what she's going to do, if your negative beliefs are out of control, you will not receive it positively. Hmm. And this, as as that's important to note right now, negative beliefs lead to apathy, right? Which is the opposite of love. And so apathy is I don't care. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah. You know, I just, you give up, you quit on the relationship. So those are four of the big no-nos in how to react when a button gets pushed. Now, how you can react, right? And these are some of the things that we're going to be teaching throughout the rest of these episodes. But when a button gets pushed, you can take responsibility. You can validate. You can listen. You can understand. Like a hero, you can sacrifice. Isn't that like always one of the greatest moments in a hero yeah. movie is when the hero's like going to lay his life down. Mm-hmm. When your Tony Stark f- flew with the nuclear bomb into oh, the other dimension. the wormhole. <laughs> Which is what caused his anxiety in Iron Man 3. Yeah. Which I get. I would totally have PTSD after flying into another dimension with a nuclear device. Yeah. (laughs) And then falling back to Earth. No, the Hulk caught him. Yeah. Your wife can be the Hulk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Feels like a bad analogy. I don't think she'd receive that very well. (laughs) I don't either. But you can sacrifice. See, these are all actions of a hero. The other four, right? The escalating, avoiding, dishonoring, negative believing, those are all actions of a selfish person. Mm -hmm. If you're really going to be a hero, you're going to react in a way that both honors God and your wife. And these are just some of the things, and we're going to be teaching these in subsequent podcast episodes on this epic series. (laughs) It's epic. Can I use the word epic? Because it's about heroes. Sure. Heroes' journeys are epic. I mean, think of epics of like the Iliad and the Odyssey, Odyssey, Iron Man, the (laughs) Avengers. All of them are on the same playing field. (laughs) Hey, maybe 2,000 years from now, that's how people will view the Marvel movies. Maybe. Major epic stories. (laughs) Life and death. The struggle. Clearly. Made the, sure that none of our female listeners are listening to yeah, the series at all. Not. The dude's like, yeah, I'm in. I yeah. get it. <laughs> but it is, though. If you want to be a hero and you're trying to win back your wife, you've got to stop this conflict dance. And the only way you can stop the dance is by owning and changing my own reactions. And a real hero doesn't point the finger and go, why don't you do the right thing first? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, a hero, like the ultimate, who's the ultimate hero of all time? Jesus Christ. Yeah, baby. I was hoping you'd get that. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of worried. I was scared <laughs> there could have been a Marvel <laughs> character on that uh, one. Clearly, it's Captain America. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> he is a pretty amazing hero. You know, I asked my wife, we were watching actually Captain America. I've been on, I've, I told you. Yeah, clearly. And what did I ask? I asked her, okay, Tony Stark or Captain America? Mm-hmm. Who do you think? Oh, she, she would prefer Captain America. Yeah, Captain America. Definitely. Which made me sad because if you look at Captain America mm-hmm. and then if you looked at me. <laughs> yeah. I was sort of hoping she'd go for maybe the Hulk, Hulk. or Buddha. 
Buddha would be a good choice. I don't know if he's really yeah. an epic hero. It'd not be so more. Much. It'd be more. Who's like a? Do we not have any chubby heroes? Uh, none come to mind. Come on. There's got to be a chubby hero. I'm thinking about this for the first time in my life, live on this podcast. I mean, maybe if if a listener can think of a chubby hero, just go to the website. We can't and come up know. with one chubby hero. I okay. And one of the uh, what's his name? Who was in Fight Club? Who was that actor? Ed Norton. Ed Norton. You know the one where he plays the Hulk. Hmm. He's frail. Yes. Super frail. Like he's not intimidating looking. When he's not the Hulk, the superhero. Exactly. Uh huh. But he's not chubby. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to gotta be a chubby Clearly, guy. Clearly, you and I need to do some crunches. I, <laughs> I got to do a lot more than crunches, my friend. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah, listeners, help us out with this one. Because I can, off the top of my head, think of one stinking. That's it. I know what my new calling is. After I finish the book. The hero's guide to winning back your wife. Mm-hmm. It'll be the chubby hero, <laughs> the American man's hero. <laughs> Look, honey, I can eat my Cheetos on the couch and still be the hero and save the world. <laughs> There's gotta be one because it'd be perfect. Oh my gosh! Like you know who could have been a, a chubby hero? Ant Man. Ant Man. <laughs> How is that? Because you got a device that shrinks you to tiny, tiny, uh, so it doesn't really matter whether you're chubby or not. Yeah. Ant-Man could have been that chubby hero. All right, so All right, uh, heroes actions. <laughs> so here are the heroes actions. We're going to end each one of these podcasts <laughs> that derailed badly. Very badly. What what minute count are we on? Oh, uh, 35. Dang. All right. So we're going to end each one of these episodes with a hero's action. So this is what we want you to do post-listening, mm-hmm. gentlemen, my heroes in training. Yes. Post listening. Three things. Number one. Identify your dance. Yeah. Is it the salsa? Is it no. the ring? <laughs> we have we have a link. And actually, you know what? We'll provide a link as well to that free course. So identify your dance. Sign up for the number one reason relationships fail. Sign up for that course so that you cause that course completely takes you through the process of identifying your dance. Then, number two, we want you to understand your core buttons. What Mm -hmm. I mean by a core button is most of us are going to have some pretty consistent buttons that really impact us negatively. Yeah. So, like, for me, it's if I feel invalidated, that'll that'll hook me. That'll get me. That'll get me engaged to want to react negatively. If I feel controlled, that's another one. Um, Like... Failure really isn't a big deal. I fail so much. I've gotten good at it. But honestly, that's like for my son, my oldest son. Yeah. That by far, his primary button is if he feel if he's feeling like a failure, he'll shut down. Yeah. He's out. I, he I like definitely, a, a failure thing is on there. That's a big one for you. Yeah. Failure invalidation for sure. Yeah. Maybe it's why I'm so chubby is failure isn't a button for me. <laughs> <laughs> eh, sorry. Sorry, honey. That's sad. Number three is choose to start responding like a hero. So this is the show that you're going to go, hey, I have been reacting very badly, but no more. I will not stand for the injustice of a bad reaction. Could you maybe in post-edit make that voice really cool? No. I don't know if there's any post-editing I can do for that. (laughs) But you need to start responding like a hero. 
you need to take ownership of your reaction and realize I'm not a victim. Heroes are not victims. Right. Heroes are heroes. Mm -hmm. Mm, That got deep. So I will start reacting in a healthier, loving way when my button gets pushed. I'm not going to continue settling for reacting in one or all of those four negative ways. Mm -hmm. And you know what I just thought of when you're talking about heroes and victims is that uh, any victim, you feel like a victim, you can choose to be your hero. Yeah. So, I mean, you, again, think of any of our movies or whatever, oftentimes they're in situations where they could choose to continue to be the victim, but they make that choice in, in the hard moment Yeah, to become the hero. And that is the hero. You, you said that very well. Is It's what you do when it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Being a hero, you're not a hero when you're doing it well, when it's going well. Right. Anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. It's, hey, your wife isn't responding well. Or she is being mean, or she is just kind of out of control, pushing her buttons. Now, what are you going to do, big guy? Mm-hmm. Are you going to step up and be a hero, or are you going to be a pathetic little chubby loser? <laughs> I feel like that might have just gotten personal. <laughs> it did. It hurt my feelings. <laughs> well, Seth, tell the folks what they can do because we've already talked about the online courses. We've even talked about the Reignite Your Marriage app. What's one of your favorite thing to ask of our listeners? We don't ask a lot. Well, we do. I, we, we, we actually ask more than I'm comfortable with. <laughs> I mean, of course, we always want interaction from you guys. And so we would love to hear some responses uh, to our podcast by leaving us review on iTunes uh, so we can know how we're doing and helps others find the show as well. All right. Well, Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. You can find out more online at smalleyinstitute.com or give us a call toll-free at 888-565-6462. By far one of the coolest things I have ever done in 25 years of helping couples is launch this VIP Inner Circle membership. Check it out, smalleyinstitute.com slash VIP. Get 24-7 digital coaching from me, yours truly, Michael Smalley. Find a community, find other people where you get to interact with me every single week. You get to ask your questions. We get to have conversations about the things that matter most to you. Again, check it out, smalleyinstitute.com slash VIP.